Uh, so excited for this morning. Uh, had a great week off last week. If you didn't know, we were at uh, the first church that Jen and I were ever on staff at, celebrated its 10-year anniversary. Pastor Matt did such a phenomenal job uh, concluding our series on Ecclesiastes. So grateful for that. And usually, man, I'm just itching to get back uh, behind the mic, and I know that I have the mic now, which is a kind of defeats the purpose of saying that. But uh, I love preaching, but what I love more than preaching is love hearing my wife preach. And so uh, Jen's going to be preaching today. And so would you give it up for my beautiful better half, Jen Pastor Jen Nyland, as she comes and shares today in her new green shirt. She's so cool. So cool. I laughed. Steve was like, we're going through the schedule for the summer. He's like, you're preaching Labor Day weekend. And I was always the joke because notoriously Labor Day is the like lowest attended like church Sunday. And I'm like, did you give me Labor Day? Because you knew it would be quiet. But I am grateful for it and I'm happy. Um, so before we kind of chat, Steve, do you want to grab Do we have a stand or anything or no? No, this is fine. Um, few of you know, but we got some not great news about our building this last week. And so I am the one that gets to talk about that today and know that when, where I'm coming from with this, I've had a week to process this. So I've come like a long ways in eight days. Uh, but basically a week ago, we were about to sign the lease. We literally had handed it. It was literally handed ready for the owner to um, sign it. And he wasn't getting back to us. Wasn't getting back to us. I'm like, what's going on? So I kept calling because I'm persistent and annoying. And <laughs> just kidding. The realtor called me one day and she goes, Jen, I'm so sorry. I don't understand what's going on. I'm, I've talked to him so much. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, he's decided to give the building to a family member. And I'm like what? Uh, and and I, I was totally speechless. Like I, it caught us so, it blindsided us so much that I just, I didn't know what to say to her. And I'm like, Lauren, this is, this is really bad. I think I said that. I was like, this is really bad. And she's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I, is there anything I can do? I'm like, well, no, I guess not. And she's like, honestly, Jen, the only thing you could do is just show up at his office and talk to him. So we've never met Javier, and he's the one who we would be renting from. So I, and with Addie, drove to his office. Like, I was like, my heart was pounding. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I can't believe it. I'm so not confrontational. And I literally drove, I showed up, I rang the doorbell, which the office is behind where our building would have been. And this gentleman opened the door, and I was like, hi, can I talk to Javier, please? It's like, I'm Javier. I'm like, hi, Javier. My name's Jen Nyland. And I just, like, started talking. And he's like, you know, now's not a really good time. I'm like, okay, when can I come talk to you then? He's like, could you come back at 4? So I'm like, okay. So, and he took my number, and I was really expecting him to cancel, to be honest. And he didn't. And so Steve and myself and the girls showed back up at 4 o'clock. And we sat for 35 minutes, and I just shared and I shared our vision and I shared what we want to do. I walked through the plans with him just to make sure because nothing made sense. He thought, he goes, I didn't know you were ready to go and start construction next week, which he did, but he, I, he, it came out that he had promised the space to a family member. I don't know why. Our realtor doesn't know why. We didn't understand it. And I just asked him to reconsider, and he gave us the weekend, and we didn't hear anything back. And we finally got an email Friday from the realtor saying that he decided to give it to a family member. So this entire week, it was, it was crazy, because last weekend, it felt like a death, to be honest with you. You know, like that, that pit in your stomach, and it would come in waves. And so the song we did today, that Do It Again, someone sent that to me. 
And we were driving to Faribault last Sunday while you guys are here. We were driving down there, and I'm like, can we play this song? So we put it on, and Steve and I are just weeping, like crying. The girls are like, are you guys okay? <laughs> like not understanding what's going on. And, but in the middle of it, I know and I believe that God has a plan, especially when we don't understand it. And that's the thing. When I've done everything I could and we did everything right, that God steps in in a weird, sometimes in ways we don't understand. And so fast forward, we've come to this place. And you know, as we're thinking about today what to talk about, guess what? Faith came up. This idea of faith and what does faith look like? And so where we're at now, we had, many of you know, we put a bunch of money in with a contractor, $10,000. So he actually said they would take that money and towards another building. So we would actually be able to use that for the next building. Um, now, what does that mean? Where is that? We are looking at another building already right now. There is a church very close to here that closed a month ago. Timing is very interesting, isn't it? <laughs> and we have been calling them. We showed up at their offices up in their headquarters. It's a Baptist church. We showed up there. And so right now we're praying for that building. I really honestly in my gut believe it's up for us. But I, you know... Until they tell me no, I'm going to believe it's ours. Like, until they tell me no at least five times. Like, I'm not even going to take one no. Like, it has to be like, no, 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 no. You know? So we're praying for that. And in that, the case, if that happens, that's the case, then all of that will just go towards that building. It could be given to us. We could buy it. I don't, I don't know. It's a really crazy journey right now, but I feel immense peace about it. And I cannot explain it to you guys. Um, we are bummed. Like, I am not going to, like, overshadow that, but... It's amazing how God can step in that moment of disappointment and just breathe new life and breathe hope again. And, and I have moments I'm like, man, we don't have, if you don't have Jesus on your side and you have really disappointing things, how much harder is it to go through that when you don't have that like hope and that faith of God, you can carry me through this when I don't understand. So all that to say, we're going to talk about faith today. Um, as I'm thinking about this, I was like, all right, God, what what do you have for us? And as I was even getting the kids lesson ready, they're talking about faith as well. And it was just timely. And so what is faith, guys? The Greek word, the root word is pistis. Um, it also means belief. The verb, Matt was helping with this because I don't, I don't speak Greek. Pistuo, yes. It means faith, belief, firm persuasion, assurance, firm conviction, and faithfulness. And we are, how interesting is it that when we, when we come to salvation, when we come and we say, Jesus, you know, be a part of my life, like come into my heart as a little kid or as an adult and wherever you found Jesus, it takes faith to do that. It's funny to me. It takes faith to say, I believe in something I can't see. Be a part of my life and change my life. Now, you have that kind of faith comes in, which is required for salvation. But at salvation, God also then gives us the Holy Spirit, which I believe also gives us a whole other kind of spiritual faith, like this bigger faith that we maybe can't even quite understand or put a finger on. Um, Acts 2.38, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Christ or Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. God gave us this gift when we said, yes, God, I will follow you. He gives us his Holy Spirit, this thing of, who gives us wisdom, this part of him who helps us with faith and hope, who walks with us every day. And I think we, we 
undermine or we, not even, but just don't realize how powerful that gift is. That you guys have that. That walks with you. He's with you with everything. And it also brings the spiritual, supernatural faith that many people don't understand when you can say, like, I have faith that this is going to turn out okay. Or I just believe that this, many don't understand that. But the Holy Spirit gives you this, and it's maybe peace goes with it. This just sense of it's going to be okay. Um, when we accept Christ, we accept a new way of living. As the Holy Spirit works in us, he also helps us produce good fruit. So I, I don't know, many of you may know this, but the fruits of the Spirit, what are they? Faithful, to, or, sorry, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. As we follow Jesus, that is just an outpouring of what he does in our life. I was thinking, it's a really weird analogy, but we had a clogged sink. Our sink upstairs gets clogged all the time. And I was thinking, when you clean it out, like, so when I'm like, Steve, take it all apart, let's clean it out, and the water just whew, rushes through. And there's nothing better than that feeling than a really clean, good-working sink. And I thought about that, like, when God comes in and he, like, washes all of that away, and we say, Jesus, like, I'm yours, that those things, those, those fruits of his spirit just come out of us. Like, we can't, it's not something you consciously think about. As you are in tune with the vine and with Jesus, like, he literally, those things come out of you naturally. And if they're not, you need a soul check. Like, be thinking about it. Like, God, am I connected to you, with you? What am I, like, what does my week look like? Have I been talking to you? Have I been reading your word? And that's, it's time to have a soul check if those aren't. Um, so important lessons on faith. Three things for you guys. Faith is a daily exercise. And I think it's one of those, you know, we like pray for patience. We pray for those things. But sometimes when God, when you pray for those things, God gives you ways to like work it out like that's like the week my kids are really crazy and really naughty and I'm like oh, but I asked for patience I didn't ask you to like test my patience you know but that's that's I don't know that's maybe how it works for just me but it's a daily exercise prayer talking to God we talked about our girls this week we're like prayer isn't just doesn't need to be this like recited out thing like talk to God and I, I, this week more and maybe this is God working on us in our tough circumstance I'll be just in the kitchen and I'll like be thinking about a building for us and I'm like just we'll start praying and Addie's like what are you doing mom because she can hear me like mumbling and she thinks something you know what are you doing I'm like I'm just praying she's like okay you know and just in those moments of like oh, when I would get really just frustrated God please help me to understand God please I pray favor over our church I pray favor over this situation and being in tune with him reading his word, not just reading it, but study it, understand it. We can't do that for you. That is something you have to understand and you have to know and believe. Be connected to his word. Worship doesn't have to be just here. Worship him at home. Throw a song on. I threw, I threw Bethel Music Pandora, you guys. It's one of the greatest. Throw it on. Like Take time in the cards. Like, actually worship God and thank him for what he's done. Serve, give, be a part of a faith community, be consistent in your faith community. That's important. Community groups, and then surrounding yourself with other people who have faith. Um, I've been reading Rachel Hollis, The Girl Wash Your Face, if anybody is familiar. And her and many others talk about you are the sum of the five closest people around you. I want you to think about that. Who are five people you spend the most time with? You are the sum of them. <laughs> you guys are laughing. <laughs> Maybe sitting by that person. <laughs> Maybe sitting with all five of those people. You are the sum, the five people closest to you. You want bigger faith? You better have people in your circle with really big faith. 
you, and she says, like, don't be the smartest person in your circle. Don't be the one who's, I don't, the most, you want people around you who will challenge you, who are going to push you forward. That's not saying you can't have people in your life who you are also discipling and helping and bringing up, but think about that this week. Who are the five people closest to you? Do they encourage you? Do they challenge you in your faith? If not, let's seek out other people in our circles who are close to us and who can challenge us and move us forward. I'm like destroying my papers here. I got, I got it, babe. I got it. Huh? Sure. Yeah, they're all like humid. Okay, number two, faith trumps fear and worry. You get to read the Bible story at the end. Then that was part of it. <laughs> Whoever is fearful, whoever worries, raise your hand. All of us, right? It's a part of life. It's a part of the things. It's funny when I got married. When we got married, that fear and worry of like something happening to my husband started to like creep in. You know, it wasn't just me I was thinking about anymore. I had somebody else to think about. Then I had kids, and it was like, oh Jesus, like man, will this ever stop? Like I don't think I can have more kids because I don't think I can worry anymore. Like, there, what if something happened? All these worst case scenarios. And God's like, chill out. It's gonna be fine. Trust me. Like it is going to be okay. And you know what? Even this last weekend, some of the things that can trump faith trumps fear and worry, but thankfulness. You guys, it's funny when you're in a moment where you just are feeling down and you're not understanding, start thanking God for the things that are good in your life. Like I literally had a moment this weekend, I'm like, you know what? I'm grateful my kids are healthy right now, which many of you know is not super common for us. My kids are healthy. My family is healthy. We have a house and a roof over our head. We have a church that loves us and we love them. And that feeling of just despair starts to slowly go out. And I encourage you to try it. It's amazing what, just even speaking out loud, no, I'm thankful for these things that are good. That helps trump fear and worry. Philippians 4, 6 through 7, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's funny, present your request to God, and, be, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Psalms 112, 6 through 8, for the righteous will never be moved. He will be remembered forever. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. His heart is steady, and he will not be afraid until he looks in triumph on his adversaries. 1 Peter 5, 6 through 7, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Isn't that powerful? Gosh, think about that. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Do you believe those things? I know I, me, Jen, I forget them. Isn't that funny? And you read them again. You're like, no, God, God promised you these things that you wouldn't have to have fear and worry if you trust in him. Maybe some of you need to write those down. Maybe there's something going on and write them on a window, write them on our kids. I know Taylor, we've had a lot of fear and worry. It starts at a young age. It's funny when you raise children and you realize at such a young age, the world has a big impact on them. But we can also equip them with tools at very young ages to handle and to, and to be stronger on the other side of these things. Number three, Faith needs to be accompanied by movement. I thought for a long time, oh, just have faith. It's going to be okay. God, I'm going to sit back, and you're going to take care of it. 
We could have done that with this building, this new building that might happen. God, if it's supposed to be, you will make it happen. And sometimes he does, and I'm not going to discount that. But sometimes it means you need to do something. God, what do I need to do, and where are you going to meet me? And we struggle that for a, with a long time, I think, of me just like, okay, where does faith step in, and God, where do I need to do my part? Like, I don't understand that. Like, where, where do we meet on that? And I don't have, like, a perfect science answer for you, but I do believe I'm going to do whatever I can and whatever God has given me the ability to do and, until I can't do anymore, and then that's where I'm like, God, you take, take over. Come in and take this part. So with this, this new building we're looking at, <clears throat> that meant we called every single day this week. We showed up at their office on Thursday. We showed up Wednesday at their offices, and we're like, there's a building that's empty, and we want it. <laughs> like, we literally are crazy. What if that's what it is? What if God's like, are you willing to do crazy things? Are you willing to step out of your comfort zone and let me meet you there? Like, what if that's all it was? And... So we did, and guess what? We're going to call every single day this week, and I'm not lying. We will call every single day this week until somebody tells me yes or no. Is that what it takes? Is there something in your life that God's like, you know, I need you to step out a little bit. I need you to be a little brave and do something. It might not be huge, but maybe for you it is, and he'll meet you, and that's part of, like, being just attuned to what he has and listening to him and being in his word and being surrounded by him, and the Holy Spirit will speak to you in ways that, I don't think we, none of us understand. And maybe it's just like, maybe it's a piece about something. Maybe something you can't explain, like me right now with this building. I, I, feel, I feel good. Like, I don't feel worried. And I, and I, a week ago, I was a hot mess. So I'm not going to fool you here. <laughs> we were a hot, hot mess a week ago. Um, James 2.14. So it's, I didn't realize we were going into James. This is, this is bad communication between husband and wife here. Our next series is on James. So we were talking last night. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to do James 2.14. He's like, our next series is on James. I'm like, oh, shoot. Do you want me like, to not talk about James? He's like, no, it's fine. So we're talking about it. James 2.14. <clears throat> faith without works is dead. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also by faith itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Isn't that crazy? The demons believe in God, but they don't follow. It's, I, we were talking about that. Blew my mind. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and he was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. Now, some people get... There can be controversy around that. Of When we come to salvation, you know, it says in there, it's not by our works. It's not by the things we've done that we're able to receive Christ. It is by our faith alone, by saying, God, I believe in you. I love you. Come into my life. That is by faith alone. Now, as Christ followers, 
our faith and works do go together. Faith by itself without any display of what God is doing in your life is dead in and of itself. If you have this faith, you have this thing, the Holy Spirit, God living in you, and your actions and everything doesn't show that, that faith is dead in and of there. Does that make sense? Like we have to do something. And that's where the fruits, as you are remaining in Christ, like those fruits that come out of your life also come into your works. Um, the lesson for today, you want to hand me that? I was laughing. The kid's lesson. I'm going to read it. Oh. All of them. <laughs> it's like this. <laughs> we were talking through... Um, just stories in the Bible where this is kind of, where it's evident. And this one, oh, it's all messed up. Sorry, guys. Said, there was a man who couldn't walk. So his good friends lowered the man through a hole where Jesus could help him. Jesus healed the man's legs. This is a really broken down kids version for you guys like this. And Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your mat and walk home. Now, do you think Jesus could have found this man wherever he was, up in, you know, upstairs? He could have went up there and healed him. But isn't it interesting in this story that they show what the friends did in their faith? Like, they took action. They lowered him down to where Jesus was so Jesus could heal him. And it just was such a reminder of, like, we need to do our part, too. There's things we need to do. And walking out that faith can be really scary sometimes. We don't understand it. Um, but that's my challenge to you. What has God laid on your heart? What are the things you need to do where he can meet you at this week? It can be big. It could be small. Whatever it is. Um, be praying for us as we walk through this week and figure out what's next for our church. Because I believe it's good. I really do. I'm not worried. We're not scared about that. Um, we met some new friends. We went over to Leatherworks, Minnesota. It's a really cool place, guys. They make these beautiful leather purses and wallets. And anyways, we were talking with them and um, Kent and Steve were having this great conversation. And Kent used to be a pastor. And he said one of the most powerful things, and now he was talking about in his business, but one of the most powerful things he did was to start praying for the favor of God on his life and on his business. And he's like, it's amazing because his business, they were doing okay. Actually, they were not doing well. They were, I think, about to close up. They, were, they didn't live here. They, they lived somewhere else. And he just began to pray this prayer. God, have supernatural favor over my business. I pray that, you know, everything I do would be for you and all these things. And his business, all of a sudden he got a call one day. And a large company, like, did an order of leather goods. And they're like, whoa, whoa, this is crazy. And it just, like, over and over. A new company, another company, another company. And their business took off, like, in a way that nobody can understand, like, seriously took off. And he's like, I really believe, like, this, a powerful prayer of God, have favor on us, really was hugely impactful in his business. And that's what we've been praying this week. And that's what I'm going to encourage you to pray in your life and over our church, is that we would have favor. You know, what does that mean? I pray just... God, like I've literally been like, God, I pray that you would wake up the guy, the pastor's name is Dan, who's in charge of it. I pray you'd wake up Dan in the middle of the night and he would not understand it, but our church would be on his heart and he couldn't explain it away, but no, it's from you, Jesus. You know, things like that. Like God, give us a place, give us a place where we can serve our community, where you guys could walk, many of you walk to church and um, that's where we're at this week. And yeah, thank you guys. 
We're going to still logistically, um, we're still raising money for building. That's not going to stop. It's just not going to be the one we thought it was. And so we're still going ahead and we're pushing forward and we're excited. Um, if you guys have questions, please talk to us. We're open books. We'll tell you everything. Um, it's just going to be different than what we thought. And, and it's exciting. It's really exciting. We'll probably touch on it again quick next week. I know a lot of people are gone today. So whether maybe an email, maybe we'll shoot an email out this week if we get up. Who, who knows? Our kids are both starting school. It's like a new, it's a new day. <laughs> we have time again. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> so thank you. We love you guys. We love our church. We're so grateful for you. Um, one announcement, community groups. We're going to be sending emails out about this week because we want community groups to start rocking and rolling and hanging out with people. We're going to have monthly groups meeting. And then we're also going to have some offshoot, like, hobby groups starting. Like, Nate's going to do a photography group if anyone wants to learn how to do photos. It also talked about a, is there possibly a game one? Am I making that up? There might be, like, a gaming one. So if you're, like, a gamer, I'm not a gamer, clearly. I play a Nintendo 64, Mario Kart. That's about as far as it goes. If you're, like, a gamer, there might be a group for you. So... We want you a part of it, and it's just, it's building community. It's keeping, you know, people who have faith close to you and, and doing life together. Um, let's pray. God, I thank you, God, that you're the God of miracles. Lord, that you're a loving God. Lord, when we don't understand what's going on and when things don't make sense, God, we can just, we can turn back to you and say we have faith, we have trust. Lord, that you know what's best. God, you know what's best for this church. You know what's best for this community. You know what's best for every person in this room, even when we don't understand. And Lord, I pray for supernatural favor over our church right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would just pave the way for things that we never would have believed possible. God, that you would open doors that we never would have believed possible. God, that you would close the doors that need to be closed like we saw this week. Lord, we trust you and we believe in you. God, I pray that we would honor you in everything we do. Lord, that we would be known for our love and how we serve. God, that this church would be a light in this community. God, that we, Lord, that we would be people of hope and of peace and of love and all these fruits that come out of us. God, that people would see that and know something's different. That we wouldn't even have to talk about it, that they would just know something's different. They have something that I want. So, Lord, we thank you. We love you. Be with us this week. Amen.